You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins returned home to open up a three-game set against the Colorado Rockies. Daniel Castano went opposite of Ryan Feltner. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, quite a night of baseball, the Marlins and the Rockies. This is not the kind of game we've seen a lot in 2022. A good old-fashioned slugfest here at Lone Depot Park. It felt like one of those games where whoever has the ball last is going to win it. And the home team got it done tonight. Marlins 9 and the Rockies 8. Marlins fell behind early, stormed back, grabbed the lead. Rockies came back, and this was a lot of fun. If you like offense, this was uh, one of the most exciting games of the year. And the Marlins able to pull it out when it was all said and done. Dan Castano made his first career start against Colorado. Ryan Feltner, who beat the Marlins back on May 30th with a gem at Coors Field. Pitch for Colorado tonight. Both pitchers worked one, two, three first innings, but it would be a long time before we saw anybody go down in order again in this game after the first. The Rockies started the scoring in inning number two against Castano. A single by C.J. Crone got the inning underway. Brendan Rodgers worked a walk after Randall Grichik struck out. Ryan McMahon walked out, loaded the bases for the number eight man, the shortstop, Jose Iglesias. Castano to Iglesias. And it's pulled on the ground, wide of third. Miggy has it and won't have a play anywhere. He had to slide to his right to field it. No throw anywhere. Crones in from third. Iglesias, an infield single, and the Rockies grab a 1-0 lead. And the Rockies had a chance for a huge inning there with a 1-0 lead. Bases loaded, still only one out. They seem to have Castano on the ropes. He had to throw 29 pitches in that second inning. But his last pitch of the inning got Brian Servin, the rookie catcher, to bounce into a 5-4-3 double play. Asked to Dio, to Birdie, to Cooper. That was a big pitch for Castano. Kept it a 1-0 game after an inning and a half. Marlins couldn't do anything with an Aguilar single to start the second. So he went to the third, still 1-0 Colorado. Another challenging inning for Castano facing the top of the order. Connor Joe a single after Jonathan Daza struck out. Charlie Blackman had a bunt base hit. That put men at first and second. A C.J. Crone fly ball to right for the second out. Advanced Joe to third. And with men at the corners and two down, the Rockies look for a big two-out hit from their second baseman, Brendan Rodgers. Castano holds just above the belt, the 0-1. There's a line drive over birdie. Base hit right center field. Going to split the gap and go to the wall. Joe scores. They're going to wave Blackman. He's going to score. Rodgers has himself a two-run double. A big two-out hit to make it 3-0 Rockies. Well, after that, Randall Gritchick would pop to second, ending the third inning, but it was still 3-0 into the fourth. First man to face Castano for Colorado. Third baseman, Ryan McMahon. Top of the fourth on 0-2. McMahon slugs one center field way back. Sanchez onto the track at the wall. Dead center home run. Ryan McMahon, his sixth of the season, and it's 4-0 Colorado. And it had the feel at that point of one of those nights. Jose Iglesias followed with a double. He was forced to stay at second. Brian Servin grounded a shortstop. But when Connor Joe walked, Dan Castano was pulled from the game after only three and a third innings. 70 pitches tonight, 44 strikes. Jimmy Yacobonis came on. He got Jonathan Dawson into the fielder's choice, and he struck out Charlie Blackman. And at the end of three and a half, the Rockies seemed comfortably in front in this game, four to nothing. 
but things can change in a hurry. And in the bottom of the fourth against Servin, Aguilar's bat just barely nicking the catcher's mid. So instead of two outs and nobody on, the Marlins had two on and nobody out for Avi Garcia. Oh, two to Garcia is in the air. Well hit. Right center. Way back. Daza at the wall. Goodbye. Home run. A three-run shot for Avi Garcia. His fifth of the year. His biggest swing as a Marlin. And it's 4-3 in the fourth. A 396-foot blast on an 0-2 count. Garcia comes up big. And the Marlins right back in this game at 4-3. After Garcia's heroics, the next man to the plate was a guy who had two home runs at Coors Field a few weeks ago, Jesus Sanchez. 1-1 to Sanchez. That's in the air, center field and deep. Daza's back again. Daza's at the wall, and that's out of here. Sanchez to tie the game at four. 415 feet off the bat of Sanchez, who had gone 496 and 460 at Coors a few weeks ago. And from a 4-0 hole to a 4-4 tie, still nobody out in the fourth inning. Miguel Rojas grounded to short for the first out. Williams Astudillo then singled. He was a race on a Nick Fortes fielder's choice. But with two outs, Fortes at first. He stole second base. Marlins now with at least one stolen base in 14 consecutive games, extending their club record and extending their major league season best. Had a couple of steals in this game. John Birdie is major league best 19th and Fortes is second. So Fortes with two outs got himself into scoring position with that steal and it was a big advance because the man at the plate was John Birdie. Fortes the tie-breaking man at second. 3-2 pitch and Birdie goes of the way. Base hit right field. Fortes waved. He's coming home and the Marlins have the lead. John Birdie knocks in his 13th of the season. It's a five-run inning and a big comeback for the Marlins. They would chase Ryan Feltner with that hit by Birdie. Julius Chassin came on to pitch for the Rockies and got the final out. Garrett Cooper lined to center, but not before. Nine to the plate, five runs, five hits for the Marlins, and a 4-0 deficit was turned into a 5-4 lead as we went to inning number five. With Jacobonis still on the mound, C.J. Crone leadoff double. Jacobonis came back. He struck out Brendan Rodgers looking. Got Randall Grichuk on a fly ball to right, but with a man at second and two outs, he couldn't quite make it out of the inning against Ryan McMahon. 3-2 to McMahon is in the air. Center field well struck. Sanchez going back. And McMahon hits it off the wall. Just missed a homer. Around third coming home to tie the game. Crone. And McMahon's got himself a two-out RBI double. 5-5 in the fifth. Jose Iglesias walked before Brian Servin struck out ending the inning. Jacobonis in relief of Castano tonight. An inning and two-thirds. Castano with the first three and a third. Seven hits, four runs. Walked three, struck out three. Allowed the home run to McMahon in the fourth inning. 70 pitches, 44 strikes. On the other side, Ryan Feltner, three and two-thirds. Six hits, five runs, four earned. No walks, two Ks, two homers. He hit a batter. 72 pitches, 47 strikes. So we were 5-5 into the bottom of the fifth inning. Jorge Soler facing Julius Chassin, grounded to third to begin the inning. Then Jesus Aguilar, a single. Avi Garcia reached on an error, a booted ground ball at shortstop by Jose Iglesias. The Rockies made four errors in this game, running their major league season high total to 58. First and second with one out in the fifth inning, trying to untie the ball game. Jesus Sanchez. 2-1, is shot out to right field. That's going to get down. It'll be cut off by Grichik. 
Coming around third, Aguilar, he's lumbering toward the plate. He's going to score, and Miami's back on top, 6-5. An RBI single for Sanchez, and Garcia goes to third. And the Marlins were not through. The next man to the plate, Miguel Rojas, who provided one of the crazier moments of the season so far. 1-2, and Miggy goes the other way, a base hit. That'll score Garcia, Sanchez to second, and it's 7-5 Marlins. Throw to the infield, gets away. The pitcher fell asleep. Runner goes to third. Now they got Miggy caught between first and second. Rodgers runs at him, back toward first base, racing to the plate, and coming across to score Sanchez, and it's 8-5. Miggy was called out, tagged out by C.J. Crone, or saw the Rockies thought. Marlins challenged the play. We saw pretty clearly on instant replay, he missed the tag on Miggy. It would go as an error on Crone. Miggy was safe. And at the end of that wild play, the Marlins had a three-run fifth inning and an 8-5 to lead. But that lead did not last long. Dylan Floro came on to start the sixth inning to face the top of the order. He got Connor Joe to bounce to second. Jonathan Daza then singled to center. Charlie Blackman a fly ball to center for the second out. And it looked like... Floro and the Marlins would get out of the inning when C.J. Crone lifted a fly ball into right center field. John Birdie raced out with his back to the plate, got turned around. The right fitter Garcia came on. Would have been an easier play for Avi, but he stopped, and the ball dropped. A communication mix-up between Garcia and Birdie, and that sent Daza to third, put Crone on at first with a single. So down 8-5, to five, the Rockies had men at the corners. Two outs. The inning was extended for Brendan Rodgers. Floor with a 1-0. Rodgers, ground ball, past Cooper into right field. That'll score a run. Daz is in. Crone is headed for third base, and it's 8-6. And the Rockies still were not done. Next man up was Randall Gritchick. On 3-1, Gritchick chops on a high bounder toward third. Astudio, bare hands, no play anywhere. In from third, Crone, it's 8-7. That would be it for Dylan Floor. Should have been out of the inning were it not for the mix-up between the second baseman and the right fielder. And then the ground ball that got through Cooper off Rogers' bat went as an E3. All the runs in the inning would be unearned, but they count just the same. Floor was pulled. Richard Blyer came on to pitch with a couple of men on base going after Ryan McMahon. On 1-1, McMahon... Hot smash by third, a hit into left field. They're going to wave the runner, Rodgers, coming toward the plate, and we are tied at eight as the Rockies have scored three times in the sixth. Three unearned runs after a defensive error and a defensive miscommunication. Blyer would then strike out Jose Iglesias, and it would have been hard to imagine this at the time, but the Rockies would manage only one more base runner the rest of the way as the bullpen for Miami was terrific. Anthony Bass, 1-2-3, 7th inning. Stephen Oker to 1-2-3, 8th inning. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Colorado bullpen was hanging some zeros. Jake Bird, 1-2-3, 6th. He was able to escape after allowing the leadoff double to Avi Garcia in the 7th. Garcia with his second multiple extra base hit game of the season. Had one a week ago tonight in Philadelphia. Just like in that game, a double and a home run here tonight. But while he was at second, nobody out in the 7th inning. Bird came back to strike out Sanchez. He got Rojas on a great play at third base by Ryan McMahon. It appeared off the bat as though Miggy had probably hit a go-ahead double down the third base line. But McMahon dove to his right, fielded the ball, got up quickly, fired across the first to retire Rojas. And then Williams Astudillo grounded a shortstop. And this game went to the eighth, still tied at eight. We mentioned Okert with a 1-2-3 top of the eighth in the bottom of the eighth inning. 
Alex Colome came on to pitch for the visiting Rockies. He was greeted by a double from the rookie catcher, Nick Fortes. So the Marlins had the go-ahead man at second base. Nobody out in the eighth inning. John Birdie, his job was to get the ball to the right side, get that man to third base, and he did that with a fly ball to the warning track in right field. It was caught by Gritchick for the first out, but Fortes moved up 90 feet, so the Marlins had the go-ahead man at third, one out. Bottom of the eighth, Garrett Cooper, who had been hitless, the only hitless starter in the lineup for the Marlins, had a chance to untie this one in the eighth inning. 3-2 to Cooper. A shot to left center, base hit, Miami's back in front. In from third, Fortes. Coop is digging for second base, and he's going to get around the tag of Rodgers. It's an RBI double, 9-8 Miami. And that was the score into the ninth. Tanner Scott out of the bullpen. He has done a Walenda family-like high wire act with a lot of his outings of late for the Marlins. And uh, this one started in a manner that Carl Walenda and the crew would really appreciate, a four-pitch walk to Randall Gritchick, and then he fell behind Ryan McMahon, two balls and no strikes. So with a one-run lead, tying man at first, he had thrown six straight balls. Mel Stottlemyre Jr. went to the mound. Whatever he said, and you might have heard Nick Fortes tell Kyle Seeloff about the conversation, he said, hey, your stuff is good enough. Throw strikes, trust your sliders. It's exactly what Kelly and I were talking about in the booth. We could have gone out there to the mound, maybe saved Mel a trip. But he was able to bounce back after falling behind two balls and no strikes. He struck out Ryan McMahon. Jose Iglesias then hit into a fielder's choice. It looked like it might be a game-ending double play ball. A grounder to third. Nick Williams, Luke Williams, second time I've done that. Luke Williams fired down to second base. They cut down Randall Gritchick. The return throw to first was just a little bit late. Iglesias beat it out. So there were two outs in the ninth inning. Tying man at first. Marlins up a run 9-8. to eight. And the Rockies were down to their last chance in this ball game. The rookie catcher, Brian Servin. It's been a long night, but an exciting night of baseball. Marlins lead 9-8. The Rockies have Iglesias tying man at first. Two outs in the ninth. Scott, the 0-2, Servin, a swing and a foul tip. Fortes hangs on, and the Marlins win it. 9-8 over the Rockies. That's quite a night of baseball. One of the best offensive nights of the year for the Marlins. Kelly, a night on which everybody, 1-9 in the lineup, got involved. Marlins fell behind early. They battled back time and time again, and they hang on in the end. For the Marlins, nine runs, 13 hits, one error, eight men left. Miami, five for 14 in this game with men in scoring position. Colorado, eight runs, 13 hits, four errors. They strand 10, going five out of 17 with runners in scoring position. Stephen Okert, the winning pitcher, he's 4-0. The loser, Alex Colome, 2-1. Tanner Scott, able to navigate the high wire for his sixth save of the season. Time of the game, three hours, 42 minutes. Marlins are 30-36 with the victory. Now 16-14 at home. Rockies fall to 30-38 on the year. They started 16-11. They are now 14-27 over the last 41 games. They had won their last three, three straight at home over the Padres on the weekend at Coors. They were bidding for their second four-game winning streak of the season, but the Rockies are derailed here tonight. Again, the final Miami 9 and Colorado 8. And while the Rockies were a 500 team at home, 19-19, they're now 11-19 away from the friendly confines of Coors Field. This season, AutoNation and the Marlins again teaming up to strike out cancer. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out an opponent, the Marlins will pledge $25 to Auto Nation's drive pick initiative. Together, we can win the Marlins and Auto Nation on 
and off the field tonight. 11 strikeouts by the Miami pitching staff. $275 to Nation's driving initiative for the season now. 574 Ks, a total of $14,350 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. That was a wild back-and-forth affair. Good news for the Marlins. They came out on top. Before we hear uh, from Garrett Cooper and Don Mattingly, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back with you on Marlins Rewind this morning. Let's hear from Garrett Cooper, who pushed the Marlins ahead in the eighth inning of last night's ballgame. Uh, just coop that at bat in the eighth. Uh, just what were you looking for, and just what your mindset was. Yeah, you know, I think that guy he's got one pitch. And it's a cutter, and it does three different things. Um, you know, I, think I saw the whole bat, three different, you know, kind of in and down, and you know, one that was a true cutter that I hit. Um, you know, you're just trying to get a pitch, especially with the one out guy in third. You're just trying to trying to elevate a ball. Um, you know, just. Tough AB, I think I battled from 0-2 down. Um, you know, just just trying to put together a good AB and, you know, get a team AB there. And he left a cutter kind of middle away and uh, put a good swing on it. You uh, showed off your sliding moves to second. <laughs> yeah, that was my first head first slide since high A. Eight years. <laughs> Eight years since we've done that. Um, yeah, I wasn't stopping for a single there. <laughs> At what point did you think, all right, this is – I mean, I saw the throw into second. I was like, all right, there's only one way to go, and that's that's head first. <laughs> well, that's a long road trip, and you guys were buried early in this game tonight. At what point did you sense you guys are going to win that thing? When did it turn? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, playing the Rockies at their place, there were a lot of, you know, ups and downs with throughout those games. Um, you know, they, they can swing a little bit, and, you know, I think when we got down – um, you know, we faced that guy before, their starter. Um, Abby and Sanchez came up with some big hits. Uh, you know, you just try to try to put together some, some big A-Bs with Vernon's current position because we didn't do that, you know, this weekend in New York. Um, you know, I think maybe we pressed a little bit too much this weekend, uh, myself included. So, you know, I think, you know, as you – as you progress throughout the year, you know, you take you take these these games and you try to build on because, you know, hitting with runners in scoring position is a is a tough thing. You know, when you put a lot of pressure on yourself, you know, I think one through nine guys, you know, tended we've had meetings where guys tend to do a little bit too much with, you know, guys on base. Um, you know, you just you try to slow slow the game down in those spots. And, uh, you know, just throughout throughout the game, it was, you know, I, I let I let those runs in by missing that ground ball. So. You know, I had to come up with something to help the team win. You know, we've talked to you about your success. We've talked to Donnie about your success. Is this the best you felt in your professional career? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, when I got hurt last year, I felt like I was on a on a real hot streak. Uh, you know, I think there's there's been times throughout my career where, you know, everything goes right. You know, you barrel everything and hits fall and you get jammed, hits fall. You just, what I've learned in these, you know, five, six years up here that, you know, you're going to go through stretches where it's not going to, you know, work out for you uh you know it's you take those over four nights and you try to flush them as quickly so i think you know this year you know what i've done you know lately 
it's good, but I mean, I think we're 60 games in, so I got another 100 games to go. Uh, you know, you can feel great one day and feel, you know, like crap the next day at the plate. It's that's just baseball. So, you know, I think as you as you progress out the year, you just you try to you try to ride the wave when you're doing really well and try to make it as long as possible because everybody everybody goes through those downs. You had mentioned, uh, you know, just, uh, the weekend, just you know, the runners support, but you didn't even have either the Jesuses around, just having them back in the lineup. What that does for the rest of you guys? Yeah, you know, those two guys are threats. You know, especially with the long ball and and Gaggy, both of them had a couple hits tonight. Uh, Sanchez had a big homer. You know, it just adds a different dynamic, you know, to the lineup. You know, with that, with those threats, as you you know go down through the order. Um, you know, it's just. This season we've had a lot of injuries so far. Uh, you know, it's kind of been like that since I've been here. You know, we've rarely played with a full, you know, 26 man that we started with, you know, throughout more than probably a few months. Uh, you know, I think last year we were 25 and 25 before a lot of guys went down, you know, Martin, Andy, and all those guys. So I think you just, <laughs> you try to, you try to really pick up the slack, you know, when guys go down. Um, you know, I think this weekend was, was a was a tough one, you know, especially with how close we were in a few of those games. Just, you know, losing to a division, you know, rival like the Mets, you know, their fans is just they're they're doing well. Um, you know, you just gotta gotta get everyone healthy and get everyone back. That was Garrett Cooper after the Marlins' victory over the Colorado Rockies. And as we wrap things up, let's hear from the skipper afterwards, Don Mattingly. Start the home stand after a very long trip the way you guys did. Yeah, it's. I'm going to say it this way. It's good to get a win, however you get it, right? Better to win ugly than to lose ugly. Uh, but a lot of good stuff happened today, and then obviously there's stuff that you don't like as much. Just uh, obviously getting both Jesus' back and what it does for the lineup. Yeah, I mean, obviously it changes, you know, the look of who you're playing. Um, obviously couple of things today. Obviously, it was good to get him. I thought that three-run homer really changed the complex of our game. You know, down 4 nothing. didn't look like things are going good at all. It could have turned ugly. You know, it's going to be a day that we're going to run guys through the bullpen um, <clears throat> and guys we wouldn't have wanted to use in a game that, that was down. He gets us back in it, and then obviously Jesus, you know, ties it right away. Uh, you know, and then we keep going. You know, Bird ends up getting a big hit in that that inning uh, after Nick gets on, steals a bag. So, you know, a lot of good things happened in that in that little sequence there. With Avi, you know, obviously his struggles talked about. Just what had you been seeing at the plate? You know, it's a lot of ground balls, but obviously he has that power right center, and he's been steadily getting better in June. Again. Yeah, like. Like me, I don't want to talk about the past. Talk about tonight. It was really good. You know, he shoots you know the home run into right center, and then the ball he hits in left center. Both balls that are hit square, and and, and kind of more on that traje- trajectory. So uh, yeah, tonight good. Uh, hopefully this is a, a start. You know, confidence and and getting rolling and just getting more rhythm. Just think about the times that you were able to. Catch those break from 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 the Rockies first with the catcher's interference in the aces about and then the two errors in the next inning, just being able to capitalize in those opportunities. Yeah. Uh, well obviously like being able to capitalize. And it was just one of those games that seemed like it was just kinda ugly, 
and I, I won't speak for their side because it's you know it's Bud can talk about it, but you know we from our side too. We you know we we don't get out of innings, we don't make plays that we should make, and turn it into you know trouble. But again, we're able to, like you said, capitalize on some things that some some second chances we'll call them, um, and be able to do that, and then be able to get out of some jams and basically win ugly. Uh, and then Miggy kind of gets caught too far, but has the wherewithal to to stay in that rundown and get it going the right direction. Usually, when you get that thing going with the first baseman going that way, it's really hard play. And just being over there, when that thing that rundown starts going that direction, it's trouble. And uh, we were able to get that run, and, and then obviously Miggy avoids the tag. Uh, it you know, just gives us another chance. Did Mel shed any light on uh, what he just dialed up there in the ninth when he went out to talk to Tampa? I don't know what he dialed up, but we got a bottle of that. Cause I don't think he threw a ball after that, right? I'm not sure if he threatened him in some way. Uh, whatever it was, it was good. So that that he didn't throw another ball. After that, I was like, maybe bounce one of those sliders if they're going to swing at it, but... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was a good trip. That's encouraging, though, for Tanner, the way things ended in Philly. I mean, the way this just started tonight to turn it around in a hurry there for you guys. No, Tanner's been really good, and we he may not be that guy right at this point. Is you know, there for a while he wasn't walking anybody. He's kind of gotten out of, you know, put some guys on here the last couple. Um, but he's getting out of that, and his stuff is, is swing and miss, right? So he has that kind of stuff that – uh, we get him in the strike zone and being able to, you know, with with hit that slider, and when he's throwing strikes with the fastball, he can elevate it. It's it's pretty good, right? So it's it's a guy that you you feel like you can count on as far as stuff, right? And um, you know, he's, you feel like he's gotten better since he got here. Do you remember having, I guess, a bullpen where like eight, eight, nine, eight inning, ninth inning guys, both lefties, even like with flyers in there too? Like, it's, I feel like it's not too often. Right? Not too much. You see, Atlanta does it a little bit. They were doing it last year, and, and you know they didn't really hesitate if it was right or left. They brought their guy. Um, we we still kind of match. If it was a left-handed spot in the seventh, we probably would have been lefty there and let let Bass take the eighth. But um, yeah. Johnny, I'm sorry if I missed this in the beginning. You've always had a good pulse, you know, for when guys maybe just need a little bit of a mental break sometimes. Was was that really just with Jazz getting today off? Was that more for him to just kind of... Just a day yeah. for him. Just a day. Okay. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after his ball club's winning effort over the Colorado Rockies in game one of this three-game set last night. Game two comes your way at 6.40 this evening. Pablo Lopez goes opposite of the veteran right-hander Chad Cool. We'll hit the air at 6.10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.